At Urban Farm Podcast, we are all about education, and April is Foliar Feeding Month. Have you heard of it? It is a super simple application of spraying liquid organic fertilizer on your trees and garden plants. The leaves, branches, and trunks are incredible at absorbing nutrients. And if your soil isn't great or your pH is off, foliar feeding is a quick and long-lasting fix to get your plants the nutrients they need. Want to learn more? Join us for our free online webinar on how to apply this amazing process to your gardens and fruit trees. Visit urbanfarm.org to sign up. That's urbanfarm.org. Greetings, urban farmers, gardeners, and healthy food visionaries. Farmer Greg here, and welcome to the 623rd episode of the Urban Farm Podcast, where every day we work together to educate and inspire you to become part of your food revolution. Today is Farmer Friday, a quick tidbit for growing your garden. Each episode will feature less than 10 minutes of essential content for growing your garden. Today, we're talking with Kevin Espiritu of Epic Gardening about how to grow potatoes. Enjoy. Welcome, Kevin. Hey, what's going on? Well, today, what's going on is we're talking with you, which I'm excited about, and potatoes. I have never been successfully able to grow potatoes, but, you know, again, I'm in the low desert. It makes it harder, but Mm -hmm. you got 10 cents worth on growing potatoes? I mean, I've tried them almost every single way that you could conceivably grow potatoes. And so, yeah, I've I've come across a couple different methods I think work really well, and I'll share a few of them. So the one that I think everyone would start out with is just growing potatoes in the ground, right? And, and the idea there is if you have your seed potato, mm-hmm. and you can, of course, cut these seed potatoes up if you want to. You want about a couple eyes at least on each chunk. But, uh, you know, these days I just kind of throw them straight in the ground as full potatoes. But like I said, you don't have to do that. If you want to make your potatoes stretch a bit, cut them so you have a couple eyes on each chunk. Let those chunks callous over for uh, at least a couple days. You don't want any rot. And then throw those in the ground and maybe put them about four or five inches deep. What people will then do is every five, six inches of, of growth that comes out, they will hill soil up around that stem. Uh-huh. And the idea behind that is you're going to get new tubers developing off of the stolons, which are produced in the distance between the seed potato and the top of the plant. So if there's more soil, there's going to be more potatoes. So that would be the standard way, I think, that is recommended to grow potatoes. I've tried it. It does work. It's a decent amount of effort because you're adding more soil and just, you know, that's more cost and more time. So you know, another way people will grow them is, is a five-gallon bucket and or a grow bag. And mm-hmm. so what you would do in that situation is kind of the same thing. You'd, you'd maybe drill some holes in the bucket. You fill the, the bucket with maybe four inches of soil, plop your potato in. I would usually say one potato per five gallons. So if you have a bigger bag, then you could get away with more than one potato. But you want, you want to give them space to create new potatoes, right? You don't want a ton of small potatoes. You want a couple of nice big ones, uh-huh. ideally at least. So then what you do is you then cover that up with a couple more inches of soil, but you don't fill it all the way up. And then as it starts to grow, you do that hilling process, but just in the bucket. And then when you're done, you just dump it out. And there you go. You have your potatoes. Makes it super so easy. that, yeah, it's, it's very easy to harvest in that case because, you know, if you're harvesting in the ground, you got to make sure that you don't damage the potatoes. You got to figure out where they are and, and not oh, stab yeah. them. Right. You're digging up the soil. And I've done that a bunch. So I know that, I know how that goes. Now, 
when I was doing that grow challenge I did a couple of years ago where I grew primarily potatoes to, to live off of, I had to figure out what's an effective way to grow these that, you know, doesn't take a lot of resources or, or time. And so I tried just burying them deeper because the logic of the hill is that if you've got more soil around it, it's going to produce more potatoes. Well, I said, okay, well, why don't you just bury it the amount you would hill deeper in the soil, uh-huh. you know, uh, that way, by the time it actually gets to the top, it has all of that soil matter around that the stolons could turn some some nice tubers. And so that's basically what I've done both in the ground and in containers. So a no-hill deep berry method. And what I found is not only do I get the same amount of potatoes, but sometimes I get more, depends on the variety, but I had no work, right? I just planted them once and all you do is water them and then you're literally done. You just wait until they're ready to harvest. Wow. And so I, I have about... 15 bags of potatoes out right now that I did that with. I buried them all over a foot deep, which is pretty deep. Right. And they came up in about a week or so. So they came up fast. Holy. And from, yeah, I mean, they really came up fast. These were, your seed potato variety does, does matter. So I got these ones from Wood Prairie Farms, which for sure is the best quality seed potato I've, I've ever used to date. And so that probably had something to do with it. But yeah, I mean, I, I can see right now there's potato flowers on those grow bags right now. So I know I have new potatoes already. And once those start to die back a little bit, I'll I'll dump them out. I'm I'm pretty sure I'm going to get a a pretty darn good harvest because, you know, you've got a lot of nice leafy green growth above the ground. That's all energy producing for those tubers. So that's how I grow potatoes these days. I I call it the no work or the lazy potato method (laughs) or the deep berry method, whatever you want to call it. And and it just works really well. And it's, it's just, I mean, that's one of the easiest ways you can grow delicious, calorically dense stuff out of your garden. Wow. So I have a couple of questions that came up while you were sharing. Yeah. What is a seed potato? So a seed potato is literally just a potato. I mean, that's all it is. It's it's just a potato that has started to what they call chit or sprout from those eyes a little bit. Uh-huh. And that means that it's it's probably not the best eating potato anymore because the plant's starting to use that tuber energy to produce new growth. Right. But it, it's a fantastic option for planting. And so when we're talking like seed potatoes that you would buy from a store or a wood prairie farms, like I mentioned, oftentimes those are stored and controlled in a little bit better way. So the quality of them is higher. They're more likely to grow well and not rot. But really, Greg, a seed potato is literally just a potato. You could go to the grocery store, buy a potato, put it in the ground, and you still you would get potatoes from it. It's just they wouldn't be super robust. Yeah. Well, and that was what my next question. So I can go to the grocery store. In fact, this week I had two potatoes that we bought. And they have all of a sudden sprouted out all over the place. And my sweetie Heidi says, oh, we can't eat those now. Mm-hmm. So we can plant those? Yeah, you, you definitely can plant those. Like I said, it, it's probably like a russet or a Yukon yep. gold. You'll yep. still get some. Sometimes they're, they're sprayed with like a sprout inhibitors that kind of makes them grow a little bit oddly. But it, it still works. When that's So interestingly, what I do know is that they don't use spray inhibitors on organic potatoes. So there you go. You can, yeah. I mean, that effectively that's a seed potato then. Yeah. Wow. All right. And so let's talk about this hilling process a little bit more. It sounds to me like what you're saying is you put these, say you start a grow bag and you add six inches of soil on, on the bottom, you plant your potatoes, you let them sprout, and then you add more soil? You can if you want to. Like I said, you, you could hill after every about six inches of, mm-hmm. of growth above the ground, so leafy growth. 
now that like I said, that works perfectly fine. I've I've just found it seems like it doesn't make a difference if I do it or I don't. I get roughly the same yield or more. So why would I, right? Got and it. so these days I just bury it deep and I fill it all the way to the top at the start. Got it. And yeah. and I, I guess really my question in that method was when you're putting more soil up against it, the leaves that are growing, then they turn into potatoes? They don't turn into potatoes. They just don't survive anymore. So they kind of die off. What what will happen is... Oh, the leaves um, die off. Some, yeah, the leaves will die off if you bury them. But what will happen is the you'll get stolon growth out of the node. And uh, it's basically just like a little underground sort of stem chunk. And then at the end of that chunk, you'll get the potato to form. Nice. All right, you used two terms yeah. I want you to kind of define. Stolen and node. Yeah, so the node would be like on the stem, where is the action happening? Oh, good. So good where answer. are leaves, you know, where are leaves coming out of, where's, where's stuff happening? So that's, that's going to be in your node. I'm not a botanist, right? So I don't have the perfect definitions here. And you're then the great. stolon. I, I am. I have a degree in that actually. And you're doing great. There you go. Okay, cool. I, I've got the, the stamp of approval. So <laughs> then you've got a stolon, which I believe you have rhizomes and stolons, which are sort of semi-related, it seems like, but, but stolons, I believe are forever underground horizontal stem pieces yeah. that sort of emanate out from the main stem. And, and in the potato crop, what happens at the end of those is it swells and you get that tuber. And so that's what you're trying to maximize when you're growing a potato. Yeah. Is the tuber. Yep. Exactly. Awesome. Exactly. Thank you so much for this, this great information and you made it epically simple. Hopefully, hopefully. Yeah. Happy to share. I love growing potatoes. So tell me about your website. Tell me about a, few, a couple of the products on your website and how people can find it. Sure. Yeah. I mean, my website is called Epic Gardening. If you like social media, everything is called Epic Gardening there as well. And if you are interested in any sort of product that we sell, that's just shop.epicgardening.com, which you can also find just by going to the, the main website and clicking on the shop link. Yeah. And you all should go look at what he's got for sale. He's got some Epic products. And, you know, well, the you, Epic Chris. is in your name, but I would still use that same term if it wasn't in your name because everything you do is just so amazing. Hey, I appreciate that. There I appreciate it. I certainly try to do some cool stuff, yeah. yeah. There you go. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for joining us today on Farmer Friday. No problem. Thanks for having me, Greg. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Urban Farm Podcast. Remember to listen for tips, advice, and resources to help you on your journey with urban farming. You can find us on the web at urbanfarm.org or send us an email to podcast at urbanfarm.org. In the words of Vincent Van Gogh, great things are done by a series of small things brought together. Be encouraged that with each lesson learned and skill developed, you are one step closer in the direction of your dreams. One of the first things that many of us learn when we start to garden is how to water and fertilize the soil. But there is an exception to this rule and it's called foliar feeding. You should foliar feed or water the leaves of your plant with liquid fertilizer when you want certain nutrients to be absorbed better. Not only are the leaves great at uptaking liquid fertilizer, if your soil isn't very good or your pH is off, foliar feeding can help your veggies and fruit trees quickly get the nutrients they need to thrive. If you're ready to start foliar feeding for maximum growth yields and quality, Head on over to urbanfarm.org forward slash feed the leaves to see our selection of foliar feeding products. That's urbanfarm.org forward slash feed the leaves.